0: So if you want to find out more about the show or get even extra information, sign up to our uh newsletter, which is website for photographers.co.uk slash podcast. And that's with a number four. Hello there, Sam. How are you doing? Very good, Marcus. How are you? Yeah, I'm very well, thank you. In fine form. Excellent. So in this week's show, it's we're going to really go back to what Sam knows the best, which is websites. He's helped me so much with my website. His knowledge just goes on and on and on. And so he's going to talk to us about how to the framework about putting a website together, whether you're building a new one or upgrading an existing one. Sam, take it away.
1: Thank you, Marcus. So, yeah, we're, I'm going to talk about website planning. Um, so, yeah, often I think if we're making a website, lots of us make the mistake of we just, you know, dive in and and start writing and and sticking in pictures and hoping for the best, while actually coming up with a plan. If you're if you're building a new site, or even if you're redoing the site you've got and thinking about it, a plan is really key. So, I'm going to talk a few different things about that, and the first one the most important one to me is what is the end goal of your website? What do you want visitors to do before they leave? Because we all want them to do something. Um, if you're a service website, if you're a service business, you know, if you're, well, if you're a photographer, often that is call me. Many photography websites has that and they thing: call me. And that might be you leave a phone number that might be it links to Calendly and people can book an appointment there and then. But that for a lot of photographers is that end goal, isn't it? Call me, I want to speak to you. Yeah. And then you know once you start that conversation with them, that's where the kind of sale starts. But you've got to have an end goal in mind. I see lots of photography websites and others, and they talk about all sorts of things endlessly, and then and then and then the website finishes. So somebody gets to the end of reading it, and then, you know, they might click on your Facebook page and then they're lost on facebook or they might you know yeah the kettle boils and they're off visitors to a website need to be told what to do and they need to be told what to do again and again and again so yes planning your call to action i think is the most important thing not just one call to action but maybe two it's up to you you know three probably at most if you've got a bigger site you could maybe get away with more but the key is what do you want people to do before the end of the site and repeat it and then you've got to think about how to sell that call to action almost because it, it's a call to action, you know, call me. Okay. And call me. How tempting is that? Yeah, yeah. You go onto a website, call me. Yeah. Read more. How thrilling is a call to action of that? Read more. Woo! <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> instead of call me, how, you know, get your free 30 minute, you know, dot, dot, dot call. You know, what are they going to get out of it? That sort of key. You know, what, what you've got to make this call to action tempting you know you want people to take it up so yeah so you've got to think what it's going to be so you know if you're a wedding photographer get your free 30 minute wedding photography consultation you know get your free um get your free brand photography audit you're, And you can beforehand go and look at the website and stuff. But, you know, giving them something, you know, it's something tempting. Call me is not that thrillingly tempting unless, you know, you've got a bloody good offer that they want to take you up on and not many people are. Yeah. So call to action, really, really important. What is it? How do you say you need like a single, you know, word or two, maybe, maybe a very short sentence, then maybe a sort of slightly longer sentence to help you sell it. And then it needs to be repeated, repeated, repeated. So that's the first thing on your website. Call to actions, absolutely essential that they're everywhere because that's the whole point of your website. You want people to visit and do something.
0: So Sam, Uh, um, would this be if you were putting a landing page together or a website? And maybe you could explain the difference between the two for me, please. So,
1: Yeah, both. So every part of your website needs call to actions because there's no point having a website if visitors don't do something. Normally, what we think of as a landing page is for most people, a single page that is selling something specific. Often, it's a free download or something. So it could be book your free 30 minute uh, brand photography consultation, it could be get my, you know, top nine free tips on how to make the best of your photography and social media whatever it is but it's normally a one-page site that is selling a single thing and your call to actions on that page are all about selling that single thing and you repeat them again and again and again until you get the person to either go away or take do the do whatever you're telling them to do you know sign up here for my top nine tips sign up here for my top nine tips sign up here for my top nine tips and eventually once they've read that enough time hopefully click and sign up for your top nine tips so that's normally what we mean by a landing page, but a website too. There's no point somebody going to a website unless they do something, because otherwise they read it and they say, that's lovely. And then they go and do something else and they've forgotten and they've taken no action and they've not become a lead for you. Right. Gotcha. Thank you. Cool. No problem. So then the next thing to think about um, is kind of the structure of the website, how you organise it Um and there are different ways. Services is the most classic. So, you know, you think about your pages. Um, and if you're a photographer with different areas, you maybe go, okay, here's my branding area. Here's my family area. Here's my dog's area. Whatever it is. Um, I sometimes talk to people about changing that around sometimes and doing customer types. So, that's a little bit similar. Um, so, think about it in terms of your customers and who they are rather than what you're offering um you can do it that way but the key is you need to think about how you yeah what are you offering how you want to arrange that in terms of the pages on your website um and make it so it's clear and simple and understandable to people and so the idea is you get people from your website to the relevant page as quickly as possible that relevant page has relevant call to actions for those customs um gotcha
0: from yeah. the homepage, from the homepage to the other pages, this journey you're talking about.
1: That's it. So that's my next one, the customer journey, and the customer journey is really important. So, yeah, I mean, you want, you can have your main call to action on the homepage as well, if that's the book, the call. But you also, to me, the homepage is about getting people to the right part of the website. So it's about a, a sentence about brand photography the a nice picture and a nice call to action. Yeah. And a sentence about your photography of dogs with a nice picture and then you know a sentence and a nice call to action so you're just getting people's attention and getting them where they need to be Mm -hmm. and on top of that you can have the main call to action. they might be ready to call you right then you can have your book you book your free consultation there and then um and then yeah you take them to the page that's relevant for them so maybe they've gone to the wedding page and obviously that's focused on people with weddings and the call to action is linked to weddings you might send them to the branding page and then that's all about your branding photography and the call to actions so are all specific and tempting to those particular people. So it's good to, to think about, yeah, how you structure those p- pages so that everything on that page is really tempting uh, to the visitors and that home page is being as quick as possible at getting people to them, because when they come to your homepage, if you've got different services like that, they're a little bit generic. So it's good to get them to the part that's speaking just to them as quickly as possible. Um, That's really important. So, yes, you've got to plan the sort of pages and structure and plan the customer journey. Where does it start? Where does it end? What are they going on between? And lots of people obsess about the menu with that, but I find actually most people scroll and click rather than using the menu. Uh, but your menu oh, that's interesting. Yeah, your menu still needs to be right and your menu needs to be simple. So as your website grows, which everybody does over time, don't just grow the menu. Some people's menu is like 10 items across and 15 drop downs, you know, four, five, six items on your menu. That's great. Maybe a couple with submenus. Keep it simple so that people can actually see what you're offering. You know, it's the key important areas on the menu. Uh that's got to be really important. That's not the only part of the navigation. When you get blogs, that gets quite interesting is how do you fit that into the structure of the website? Because um, uh, often I find people make websites where they send people in loops. So they find the main part of the website sends them off to a relevant blog. The blog sends them back to a relevant part of the website. And so you're kind of sending customers in circles with no end point. You know, you, you kind of need to decide, is it the blogs that are attracting people in? In which case they can read the blog and then I'll send them to a, page about my services and that page about the services is basically got my call to actions for them to book a call that's great or do i do it the other way around and go actually i'll tell them about my services then maybe send them to a blog that they could be interested in the blog has the book a call call to actions but what you don't want to do is the service page sends them to the blogs and the blog sends them to the service page and all they do is go around in circles until they get bored and leave and they haven't got to a to an end point right that's very interesting i never thought of that uh yeah no lots of websites send people in circles so yeah thinking about where your blogs fit in and extra pages fit in always when you're growing your website when you're planning it initially and when you're growing it think like right, how does this fit in with the customer journey what are they doing is this a dead end and sometimes dead ends are good if your page about brand photography is a dead end but there's lots of call to action saying book a call with me book a call with me book a call with me. that's great because they're going to do that. You at that stage, don't really want them to go and exploring the rest of your site. So you want them to book a call with me. Well, if they may be on a blog, you probably don't want that as a dead end so much. You want to be able to explore other pages and things, but be tempting them to go to that services page where they can read about it and get the call, to the prompts to book a call with you. So yeah, it's quite important to think about, yeah, h- how that structure goes and keeping it simple. You know, they don't have to go through this page, that page, the other page, the other page, the other page. Then, to a site that doesn't look quite like yours because you use the cheap version of the of the calendar booking to you know you want to keep it simple. one or two clicks, and people are in the right place, they're getting the information they need. They can very, very easily book a call with you. Uh, and yeah, like we said, the calendar the calendly type of thing for booking a call with people is great. Do you use that, Marcus?
0: I do use that. I do use that. but I have been i was I was reading a book by Daniel Disney. Who's a LinkedIn expert? Yeah, and he and it did really make me rethink my process in that because he okay. thinks it's quite rude asking for people to fill in a candy form. And book that's, appointment yeah. straight away so oh, I, 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 I if you've got oh, an alternative
1: oh. call to action great but you know you could do the free download and they still have to fill yes. in a form it's for me if they yeah. want to make an appointment it's way easier for them to do it then than fill in you know than fill in a form and then you email them back and go, oh that's lovely could you make this date this date and, this date? and then they email back and go, oh no but maybe you know and and you've lost them haven't you <laughs>
0: yeah that's what I thought, but apparently people see it as being a bit rude. I like it. I think when no, someone I has me, it I like it. I don't uh, a you,
1: you can have the alternative call to action. So you could, as well as maybe just, like I said, two or three call to actions could work. So you could have another one, like we talked about, of, you know, download my five tips for a stress-free wedding day. Uh, yeah. You know, so you can get that sort of thing as an alternative. You capture the data, they get the download. So, yeah, you can, if not everybody wants that, yeah. Different call to actions are good, but not too many. One or two. Yes. Uh, right. Uh, you know, don't make it crazily complicated. Cool. And then you also need to think about kind of the key messages um, on your website, kind of what are you trying to get across? And if you're building the website yourself, what business owners tend to do is get way, way, way too much across because they know their whole business and they try and tell you everything about it. And as a new, some person coming in who maybe needs some photography they don't need to know every process in your photography i've been to photographer's website and on the first page it's telling them well if you want to book a call you can book a call and then we have a meeting and then it depends if you want to do a photo shoot here and here and if you want to do a photo shoot there we do this but if you want to yeah. do a photo shoot there we do that and then send me a slight deposit and then i said oh my god nobody needs to know all of this you do but that's not relevant to a visitor. They need to know its outcomes visitors want to know. How can you help them? How are you going to solve their problems? Yeah. If you're talking about exactly. your services, are you giving them a list of, you know, on the day I will turn up with a canon, blah, 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 and I will take 42 pictures? And, or are you saying by the end of it, you will, you know, get some wedding pictures you will treasure for the rest of their life? Which are they more interested
0: it, in? Exactly, Simon. I do notice... You know, there's two camps. Well, at the worst, there's two camps of websites out there. There's one that I've got no information on, just loads and loads of images, and then there's one is like you're talking about but there's too much information in there. Definitely scroll
1: through. No, definitely, and the images. It depends. So yes, I, I there are some websites where it is too much images. Some of those websites, from talking to a lot of photographers, are designed. Depends on their customer. So yes, if you're yes like a branding photographer like you, you definitely the text. Some cust- some photographers do just work with agencies and those agencies exactly, want to see the pictures. I was so for say, some people that works. Yes, but yes, it depends. For most people that doesn't. Unless the agency yes. just wants to see the pictures, then yes, you need you right. You need that text. And lots of photographers do think the image speaks for itself, and. In some ways it does to some extent but it doesn't fully and also the person who is a customer of yours isn't an expert photographer. If we're frank if the photography is reasonably good, most customers aren't actually going to go oh that photographer is slightly better than that one they want to know the work that's gone in beforehand the the process you know how much effort you're going to put in to make sure the photo shoot goes well what are they going to get out of it are they going to like it?
0: Yeah, I think that's a great point, Sam, about the, you know, web historically, yeah, websites with lots of images on, normally their photographer is represented by an agent who is doing all the work and yeah. all the selling for them. And I think photographers think, oh, I can copy that, but if you haven't got an agent, it ain't gonna work. No,
1: that's it. That works for very, very specific people in very, very specific sectors. Yes. But yeah, if yeah. your business face, if you're facing the general public or you're facing general business customers, not in an industry, then yeah, you need to be explaining what you're doing, what you're offering, and getting those really, really clear call to actions in. Um so yeah, so
0: shall I run through a quick summary of that, Marcus? that'd be brilliant please do sam cool. thank you
1: so yes yeah, so the if you're planning the website the key is the first thing about call to actions what do you want visitors to do before they leave and if you want leads from your website they've got to do something yeah and it's largely about you know getting them to contact you capturing their data so yeah the free download the book an appointment give me a call and try and make that as tempting as possible and specific to your audience um, think about the website structure how are you going to organize the pages and link to that the customer journey how are they going to move through the website and get those end call to actions and make sure that your website in the structure doesn't go around in circles you're sending people to an endpoint where you're saying click this or go away because that's effectively what you want them to do and think very carefully about your key messages what are you offering what is the endpoint? how are they going to feel not lists of of numbers of photographer photographs and prices about how they're going to feel what you're going to do for them why it's great working for you and it's all about them i think i'm going to do a whole other podcast about not writing about you writing about them <laughs> it's all about them
0: yeah I, do you know, I went to a sales course yesterday uh, fun enough, Sam, and yeah, guess what? All we talked about was that, the I versus the you, yeah. you know. Yeah.
1: No, that's a survey i done on some people's websites. I say, go away, count how many I's are on your website or we, and count how many
0: Us. And yeah,
1: if you've got more I's or we's than use, you've got it wrong. Try again.
0: Brilliant, Sam. That was so interesting. Um, I am definitely going have to have to look at my own website now after that information, especially the circular thing. I think I might be <laughs> at risk of doing that myself. So, if you want to find out more about the show or get even extra information, sign up to our uh, newsletter which is websiteforphotographers.co.uk slash podcast and that's with a number four. And what we're doing on our newsletter is you're going to get an extra bit from the programme, extra tip from our guests or from ourselves. So, thank you, Sam. Brilliant. Thank you, Marcus. I will see you next week. We hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. You can like and subscribe on your usual podcast platform. You can find Sam and Marcus on LinkedIn and at for photographers.co.uk forward slash podcast. See you next week.